artist Brandon Rector. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Greetings, welcome in on a Wednesday morning, January 10th, 2024. We've got 17 degrees in the capital city. School is on. We are ready to go and glad to have you with us and a busy day here on the show. Coming up today, we have got a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday on the uh, middle of the week, and we will get to your chaps today, whether that's something that you've put on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. Of course, if there is a text at 402-479-1400, or uh, you still can send a text right now at that number if you want to text in your chaps. Phone calls are available, too, starting at 710 at 402-479-1400. We will delve into these things in the new year that have been chapping your hide whether they are snow related or not although i think a lot of them might be uh, also coming up on the show today scheduled to be joined by jason peterson going to talk a little tech today that is at 8 10 and uh i believe john bishop's going to be off today some travel issues coming back from to from chicago with uh with creighton so uh no john bishop today but that's okay because we it, have is it know. travel issues or is it he just doesn't want to be the Creighton guy coming on today. He honestly told me, and I can't remember what the <laughs> what the reason is exactly. Still in Chicago, waiting on airplane to be okay, fixed. Okay. So, um, so there you go. Uh, I learned that. I learned that at about midnight last night. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, fortunately, and unfortunately, both of them. Uh, when I learned that shortly after midnight, a message from him, I still had about two hours plus left before I ended up going to bed <laughs> last night uh, because Nebraska basketball gets their biggest win in decades. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could probably make an argument that it's our biggest regular season win ever last night, beating Purdue, the number one team in the nation and pandemonium ensued in pinnacle bank arena last night uh i i uh well, i was i was not there i was not able to follow the game i was at the opening night of lame is as i said on the show yesterday how was that uh it was great i mean it was i don't want to i don't want to put off the vibe that it was like not worth it or anything because the show was just unbelievable at the lead center and so it was completely great um, sort of kept up on what was going with the game via uh, notifications of tweets from the Nebraska basketball official account that ended up coming up, up on my watch and text from my children who were at the game that I could kind of see during the course of uh, of the musical, so I had some idea what was happening. <laughs> those uh, those guys for the Nebraska basketball official account, the Huskers official, they yes. love tweeting you. By the way, yeah, and I, I had a few. I, I, I talked with them oh, after yeah. the game. They said they really enjoy when they can tag a few things on well, for you. Uh, I was I was reading all of their work throughout the show. Occasionally last night, if I felt a little buzz on my wrist, I'd usually kind of cover my hand over the watch and just check what was happening. Uh, but I had a great time at Les Mis, but then, uh, and that, that's like a three plus hour show. <laughs> so, uh, got, got myself home at about 11, oh, 15, 11, 20 last night. And then, um, after all the rigmarole and talking to my son and daughter and, 
everything else. Sat down because I wanted to be able to watch the uh, watch the basketball game. So I pulled up Peacock and rewatched the entire game. My wife lasted a half with me, uh, and I I did watch watch the rest of it. Uh, probably against my bet. I mean, I'm I'm sure now this morning it was against my better judgment. I am. I am violently sleepy in a way that I don't know that I've ever been on this show in 17 <laughs> years, which is pretty amazing but because there are plenty of sleepless nights. I had babies who couldn't sleep. I had all kinds of things. I'm sure that kept me up for one reason or the other, but I don't know what it is about this morning. But I, you, you could give me 10 seconds and I would be out right now for hours. But nonetheless, we're going to well, keep I, going. I assumed you were going to be a little tired when I get a text from you at about 1230. Hey. If I'm not there by such and such time, yeah. please call me. Yes. What are you yeah. going to call him, though? Uh, yeah. Just call me. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an extra Mountain Dew in the, in the newsroom fridge. I've got one here. We got no, I've some. Got, I've got one fully loaded. Oh, Sugar. I don't. No, I don't do those. I don't. That won't make. That doesn't make it any better. That doesn't make it any better. That'll probably just give me a stomach ache. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, though. If I and And you know what? Over all these years, I've learned caffeine, for whatever reason, has zero impact on me uh, post, or excuse me, pre, like, three in the afternoon. It, it has, I, could dr- I could drink 20 Mountain Dews, and I would still be able to be out like a light after the show is over. Yet, funnily enough, I drink one, I drink one like, Diet Pepsi or Diet Mountain Dew with dinner, and I can't sleep the, the next <laughs> night, which is ridiculous. But anyway, yes, um, Nebraska basketball, If you if you didn't stay up for it. Pulls off the uh, pulls off the upset last night in pretty convincing fashion against Purdue, and uh, beats the number one team in the nation. First time that they've done that since the early '80s. First time that they've done that at home since the '70s. I had no idea that it had been that long. I had been uh, Caleb to several games where they played number one. I didn't realize they had. I mean, all the years that they've upset Kansas. There have been a lot of upsets of Kansas right. during the late 80s and early 90s, especially. So, by the way, it's the first in Lincoln since 1964. Oh, 60s, not even 70s, 60s. So, so the four wins are last night, 1982 at Missouri, 64 versus Michigan, 58 versus Kansas State, and that 58 win was Fred Hoiberg's grandfather coaching the team. Yes, that's right. That is right. So... Crazy stuff. Uh, you were there. You can talk about it better than I can, Caleb. You were there. Uh, I was just watching a uh, Peacock uh, on-demand version of the thing afterwards. Tell mm-hmm. us about what the night was like last night there. Uh, well, you, you were kind of wondering, because they still don't have the students filling in the student section. Right. There were a number of students that were back, and they were all over. Matt McMaster was up in the 300 level. But it wasn't the most full of crowds there there was a little bit of space in the lower bowl and barely anybody up in the 300s by the time you got the second half going people had filtered down and filled in that lower bowl they'd found those seats i could feel when something would happen uh, cj wilcher hit a couple threes in a row case uh, obviously when he hits his rink early on when he got a couple threes the crowd was so loud, I could feel it in my chest. Wow. Like, it, the, the, for, for whatever it not being a packed house, and I, I know people think back to, like, a no-sit Sunday or uh, Nebraska Creighton and, and just how loud it can get in there. It wasn't as packed, but, man, was it as loud as anything that I'd ever heard in there. And you oh, you continuously had the feeling, is Purdue going to just – Start hitting a couple of shots and Nebraska miss on their end. 
and dis- like there was a little bit of a run in the first half and then an initial run in the second half but even in the building like there was a little bit of a nervous energy but everyone was just ready to lose their minds and Nebraska kept hitting the shots to keep everyone losing their minds yeah and then you got to the end and when there was about 2 minutes left there were high fives and you could see all the people in front of the saying we're doing it we're doing it. And you start to see everyone shuffling towards the stairs like, we're going to go to the court too. And I'm like, you are 40 rows up here. Like, How are you going to get to there? Like, we're going to get down there. And the people storm the court, including the athletic director and the head football coach with his daughters yes. are out there in the middle of the floor. It, it was That was unlike anything I've seen. And that includes a season or, a, I guess, a, an academic year. That includes Nebraska volleyball beating a number one team at home, which I was at, and playing a volleyball match in a football stadium. Like there are so many things that have happened this year that it's just like, oh, I, that's something that I have never experienced and is amazing. And it happened again last night for Nebraska men's basketball, and they start to finish. It was just amazing to 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 be there and witness that. My son was also on the floor. Uh, <laughs> my daughter stayed in the stands somehow, but he he was on the floor. And he said he uh, he said he had uh, either high fives or I don't know or daps or fist bumps or whatever with uh, many many notable people, including Matt Rule, including Trev Alberts, including he said at one point he said he thought he hugged Jawan Gary. Uh, Probably, <laughs> yeah. He was dancing with Kase Tominaga. Uh, got much of it on video and sent those to me. <laughs> it looked like uh, it looked like a whole lot of fun and. Yeah, just uh, just an all-time moment for this team, and we'll talk more a little bit later on the show, but Caleb, this kind of puts things at a new level in terms of the postseason conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you, you talk about where things are with the team prior to yesterday and go, where, where do they need to get to? A lot of the bracketology had Nebraska last four in or first four out recently over the last couple of days based on the way things have especially gone at Wisconsin. And so you go, okay, what's the ceiling for this team? The the floor is obviously, you know, they could be bottom quarter of the league if things really start to go wrong and they get some injuries. But what what is the ceiling? Is the ceiling they're going to be ninth in the league, eighth in the league? That ceiling now says, can they be top six in the Big Ten? And then for the postseason, is that ceiling... They're they're going to get in and be safely in, not right. not even on the bubble. There there's a lot of things change when you beat a number one team in the country. Yes, absolutely. Do they become ranked? Uh, that there's a ch- if they if they would beat Iowa on Friday night, I think they would have a real shot. I, I think so. I think I think if you go lose to Iowa, then the the people that vote, you might still get a couple of votes because you beat number one, but to get enough to be in the top twenty five, if if you lose to Iowa, a lot of those voters will look and go, okay. You, you you beat that team at home and you shot sixty percent from three. Maybe you guys are good, but we're not not top twenty five good. Going to Iowa and win definitely will be ranked. So there you go. Um, 
Yeah, exciting, exciting night, great night for Nebraska men's basketball, and uh, should should really make the next what two months or so of this regular season even even more interesting. You're already talking about these things, but I just don't think anybody really penciled this in as a possible win when you were kind of looking at these things just because Purdue's been so dominant mm-hmm. this year, um, more than anybody else in college basketball, really. And trying and, to get to those eleven wins, like you like yeah. you continuously talk about, get to eleven and nine in the Big Ten. Yeah. And you you should be good to make the NCAA tournament. When you try to find those eleven, Purdue wasn't one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I generally wasn't wasn't counting that. That, so. that had to be a long hour and eight minute flight home last night. Oh, for for Purdue, yeah, yeah. yeah it, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it uh, it definitely was. Well, so. per- Purdue. It took them, by the way, forty minutes to post the final score to their official account, which normally happens within the first five to ten minutes after a game. Uh, Lincoln Airport tweeted, don't worry, at Boiler Ball, no delays on the runway. Wow. From the official LNK Airport wow. Twitter account. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Even, wow. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, and spe- and I, I was checking the flight logs out of the airport. Uh, their charter flight was global cro- a global crossing uh, plane. Oh, which was the supplier of oh, Redway. <laughs> oh, 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 of Redway. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And they're still doing they're still doing the charters, huh? Interesting. Yep. All right. So well, Global Crossing always has. Okay. I, listen, I don't take many charter flights, so I didn't I didn't know who the normal normal uh, purveyors of those were. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. Um well, uh, I, I would say in terms of road conditions and stuff this week, uh, Mark, I guess, looked like the city was very busy last night in uh, doing a lot of clearing yep. of the leftover snow that was out there. And I was, again, I guess I would say I was pretty impressed with the condition of the streets here this morning. Absolutely. And the parking bans and the snow emergency expired at midnight. So those, you know, that's all gone. But I guess they've got all the residential streets handled uh ours got plowed pretty well yeah um they're they're still treating some of the uh arterials and school bus routes i i'm only a block off a school route and i met a plow as i was leaving uh the house this morning so okay they're still putting some stuff down on those school routes okay uh it's great it feels like they're doing five times as much plowing as they used to in the city it really does i don't know what I don't know if it's the way that they're using contractors or what it is exactly. I, I, but I think it's all of it. I think they took so much heat in years past that they really... It was bad in the years yeah, past. It really was. They really ramped up their uh, efforts. They've got a lot of lot of uh, equipment available to them through contractors. And, and I saw a lot of contractors out plowing, especially the residential. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, it wasn't even... It was like, it, it, it was like a, a little... Uh, caterpillar type thing or bobcat type thing yeah, that was they, doing it. They had so. bobcats. They had uh, pickups. They had uh, uh, even a, a couple of uh, heavier loaders that, that I saw going around. So now uh, I guess the yeah, bad weather. Yeah, this the ba- chaps my high. the bad weather news is it's. I saw the latest from the National Weather Service. First thing when I woke up this morning, Mark. There, the the snow for this next round has not changed paths at all, and it we. At least as it stands right now, once again, look like we're right in the bullseye of this thing coming up next. Yeah, I talked to uh, meteorologist Brendan Darrow this, again this morning. Uh, he said this one, the, the heaviest snow area area for the Thursday-Friday storm is a fairly narrow, about two counties wide, and it could shift yet. He okay. wasn't quite, he thinks it might be I-80 and south more than uh, 
right over Lincoln. But okay. Well, uh, if you look at the maps that they're, they've yes. put out there now, Lincoln's right in the dead center of the heaviest snowfall. And that's like four to six inches. Yep. The difference is it's going to be cold, yep. lighter snow, and 35-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, it's This is going to be a blowing, drifting, and visibility uh, challenge uh, Thursday night into Friday. The timing on this one, like you said, actually is, is a little bit of snow, probably starting in mid-afternoon on Thursday and then into the evening hours, more heavy snow all the way through the overnight hours, wrapping up in the in the morning, late morning hours on Friday. And so and then the winds uh, pick up. And then the winds pick up and, and obviously the cold weather is going to be there. We'll be talking about below zero wind chills straight from uh, when the sun goes down on Thursday all the way through, I mean, basically the entire weekend, it looks like, yeah. and, uh, for the most part. And to sweeten the pot a little bit, there is a very slight chance of one to four today this afternoon one to four Gee, seriously there's a little weak system uh it come on a weak system uh that could uh come here but they're saying more uh, more likely for omaha than all right maybe. yes i am all i am all ready to go on what chapter on wednesday i can do just just snow related <laughs> it was fun it was a great novelty this first time to have around it'd be a Kids got their days off of school. We did all that. Ha, ha, ha. Fun, fun, fun. Kids have been sledding. We Everybody got to shovel or uh-huh. use their drive. Okay, we did that. You know, check mark. Uh, now just let's go to regular winter. No, not. Uh, but instead, we might have one, maybe two more two more rounds of this yep. this week still. Yep. And I think put Friday potentially in in the zone of the, the risk for more cancellations, including possible school cancellations. Which I'm sure there are some parents in town that are shaking their fist at very much now. If that is the case, uh, one, it's one definitely a, a possibility. One adjustment that I picked up on this wind chill watch: uh, Friday evening through Tuesday morning, wind chills now forecast as low as 40 below. Oh my goodness! All right, there we go. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking uh, at Brandon Rector, who's on 1011 right now. He must be in for Brad Anderson. Brad's had probably a long few days, and he just showed the kind of the snowfall potential map and it is it gets all the way the darkest color they've got on there is purple and it's yep. smack dab lincoln in the middle of it <laughs> smack dab of course it is come on uh, the latest uh, maps and everything from the national weather service came in a little while ago i'll get those posted hopefully in the next half hour. okay all right well uh we'll have we'll have more on that throughout the course of the show by today. the way we're at single digit wind chills right now okay all right Seven. yeah that's that's colder than it's been in a while, even. Well, especially uh, as kids are heading out to school. Yeah, that's true. They're get, That's right. This is the first, quote-unquote, normal day my family and maybe some other families have had since, like, what, December 21st? Supposedly normal day. Now. And everyone's exhausted. And I, well... Yeah, I don't know if everybody's... I don't know if everybody was as dumb as me as getting only two hours of sleep, but... But, yeah, it's uh, not going to be normal in that way. So there you go. By, by the way, I know I've told you this or asked you this before, but I'll ask you again because it seems appropriate. You know how to make antifreeze? Uh, no. Take away our long underwear. <laughs> All right, 626. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Logist Brandon Rector. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back, LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I haven't done this in in years, maybe a decade on this show. I have an old 
nasty pillow that's uh, in my office. It's back from the uh, Jack and John in the morning days. And uh, I brought that up so I could, you know, just lay my head on the desk during the breaks. Unwashed since Obama's first term. That's very possible. That's very, very, maybe since George H.W. Bush's last, uh, oh, to be totally honest. Uh, and turns out, I learned I learned the hard way, uh, just laying a pillow on, on the, the countertop and laying your head on it, eh, not that comfortable. <laughs> turns out, not that comfortable. Hey, uh, I see you waking up a little bit. Trying to. That's, that's to good. Finish that first Diet Mountain Dew. Now it's on to the, onto the coffee. Well, that Diet Mountain Dew tastes pretty good. I might have to check if we got some more of that in the fridge. I've got the actual right jet now. fuel I've been working through. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I didn't stay up to rewatch the game, but it's not like I got to bed super early either because of all, right, the, right, all, right. all the post-game stuff. You I, had to write and, yeah. It, well, right, and then I I said it with a couple minutes left. I cannot wait to consume just all of the content. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like it's like any time I was like, okay, that's enough, then it's like, oh, there's a new thing to watch. Right, right. So I was up till about midnight. Yeah. That was a, that's the thing. I was gonna. The people are like, "Why did you stay up so late watching?" And I was like, "I know, but I came home and my son and his buddy and my daughter drove home from the game, and so they all had about eighteen videos from being mm-hmm. on the court afterwards, and you know things like meeting Matt Rule on the floor and like hugging Casey Tominaga. They all had videos of all of those things. I so. actually think it was phenomenal that because it, it's still break and the student section wasn't filled with students. The court storming was just your average Husker fan. Yeah, like that—that—that's what it was. And there were, there were a few times that you got some camera shots, and you're like, "Man, those folks are older than myself, older than you." Right. And I, and I, I was like, "Man, all the jokes are going to be like, well, those guys were students the last time Nebraska did yep. whatever." And it's like yep. they actually may have been. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah, I was five years old last time it happened, which is something. The so. last, the last time it happened in Lincoln, my I was zero. Da- it was zero years. My old. dad was not born. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that I did not. Re- I just didn't realize it had been that long. So, all right, let's jump in to the sound off. Oh boy, what should we start with today? Oh yeah, they had a big immunity hearing. Yesterday in D.C., Trump was there in person in front of a three-judge panel. Trump's attorneys saying, well, uh, basically, until he gets uh, impeached, essentially, and convicted on an impeachment, you can't press criminal charges against him. Interesting theory there. In that hearing that reviewed a motion from the former president's legal team to toss the election interference charges, his lawyer's argument was fairly simple. Presidents can only be criminally prosecuted if, again, if, they have already been tried and convicted by the Senate. Of course, that didn't happen, which they say is why this whole episode should end in his favor. Just one of several arguments made in an effort to convince the court to side with this notion that broad presidential immunity applies here. All right, there you go. Well, I'd end it kind of abruptly there. Uh, now yeah, you yeah, sign off. Come you've on, heard guys. me said when the when the, those Maine and Colorado cases about being on the ballot when they get to the Supreme Court, I think Trump's going to win on those. I think the states are going to lose. So I mean, look, listen, I'm not picking the same outcome every time, but this one that they're talking about there, ye, Trump's not winning this one. <laughs> it's just based on based on the uh, um, 
following it a little bit and hearing what the arguments are, I don't think he's he's winning this one. So there are going to be some wins and some losses, probably both in the next couple of weeks when you go through the appellate process with all the things that are going on right now. Uh, all right, other things that we've got: uh, Iowa caucuses less than uh, less than a week away now. I didn't even realize this, Caleb. Do you know there's another debate still? There's a. <laughs> I didn't either. I thought they. I thought the debates what? were all done here at this point. There's a debate, and it's essentially going to be a, a one-on-one debate before the Iowa caucuses. Okay. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are the only two participating in the final Republican debate before Monday's Iowa caucuses. Entrepreneur and author Vivek Ramaswamy failed to meet polling thresholds. Haley and DeSantis are increasing criticism and attacks of each other as polling shows the two locked in a dead heat in Iowa. Though both are well behind former President Trump, who is not participating in the CNN debate despite qualifying. New Fox News power rankings show Haley's campaign surging in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right, so is uh, who's going to get that coveted number two spot in Iowa? Will it be will it be Haley or DeSantis? And if DeSantis does not get it, is that the end for the whole DeSantis? I mean, is it is there a scenario where you come out of Iowa? on Tuesday morning, a week from yesterday, and you're basically like, eh, I mean, there's really only there's really only Nikki Haley and Trump now after this is all over. Right. I don't I'm I think it's possible. And is and what what is the margin that Trump wins by? I right. I, I think there there's some of that where where you look at potentially net in less than a week, you're down to Trump and Haley. Right. And in what two weeks, three weeks, you just go, Yeah, it's it's Trump. Yeah, I mean that very like, well. By the that end of January, well could be for too. Sure. It will be interesting to see if it feels closer, uh, if it becomes more of a one on one thing. And you know, do DeSantis voters go over to Haley? Do do you know to the extent that there are a lot of Ramaswamy voters uh, go over to Haley? Christie voters go over to Haley. Those those sorts of things as well. Um, so the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, not the Southeast Conference, but the Securities <laughs> Exchange Commission had a tweet yesterday. Uh, about uh, about Bitcoin, and I don't quite know exactly what it means, but it was not something that they tweeted out. It was they got their account hacked oh. to basically manipulate, and was their account was used to manipulate the market. And this happened yesterday. Take a listen. Bitcoin's price jumped to near forty eight thousand dollars on Tuesday when the Securities and Exchange Commission's official X account posted that it had approved exchange traded funds holding Bitcoin. The SEC says the posting was from hackers, its X account was compromised, and no decision was announced yet. An SEC spokeswoman says an unknown party accessed the agency's X account for a brief period after 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The SEC is working with law enforcement to investigate the episode. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. All right, well, that's always comforting when things like that happen, that hackers are able to get into a government agency account like that and drive up the value of drive up the value of Bitcoin like it's, you know, 2019 again. Why are, hack- why are hackers never doing stuff that's productive for me? That's like, true. Like they're just always trying to... What would that be exactly? Student loans. Just hacking in a rate, zeroing out your balance. Get in there, put a little zero. All right, put a little never existed. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure that would. I'm sure that would hold up. Like, I'm not with 
with an officer of the law in the room, I would like to state that I am not telling anyone to do that. Okay. I would not be upset if it happened. Why it never I'm, never seems to happen. <laughs> I think I'm about to get taste. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Uh, if you're uh, someone who has uh, priced any kind of insurance, whether it be health insurance, life insurance, car insurance, all of these sorts of things, you may have some sticker shock recently, and uh, you're not the only one. This seems to be happening across various types and throughout the country. Let's start with car insurance. Rates more expensive than ever this year. They were projected up 30.4% as of December. In certain states, though, those numbers can jump even more. California, where I am, just approved hikes up to 40% for providers. Now, those rate hikes, they can be just as high for home insurance. A number of states, like North Carolina, California again, seeking increases of over 40%. Florida, in particular, though, really does demonstrates the burden to consumers. For a $300,000 home, Floridians pay on average $9,079. That's more than five times the national average. We spoke to insurance companies. They say it's more accidents, more weather events, forcing them to height rakes. Really? Also, did she at the end say height rakes instead of hike rates? Mm -hmm. I believe she said height rakes, which is a very different thing. Um, It's like when you have leaves on Mount Everest. There are that many more? On homes, there are that many more home accidents and weather events. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of like when you've got, it's kind of like when you're a self-insured and an employer and you've got a couple of people who have major health issues, that sort of changes your your whole market itself. And that's kind of what they're saying here with this is just so many people are having claims on their homes that it's collectively driven prices up pretty significantly. So okay. that's kind of interesting. Uh, all right, other things that are going on this morning. <sighs> Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers still going at it. Okay. Um, this is so weird. It's weird because, and, and if you haven't been following it, last week, Aaron Rodgers on the the Pat McAfee show on ESPN, they're, for whatever reason, like he, he coming, I think in theory he's coming on, to talk about sports, and he was going to be the Jets quarterback this year, and they were going to, they they have him on as an exclusive guest, and they were going to kind of get inside info. They're paying there. him to do it, and yet they end up talking a lot about vaccines, and for whatever reason, they're talking about the Epstein documents last week, and he said, you know, he says Jimmy Kimmel should be concerned when these are coming out. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is is what he said, and when he said that, I was like, huh. Like, I was like, what? What? I assumed he was impl- applying, implying, slash joking that he was going to be on some of the list. Now he later said yesterday that's not what he meant to imply with this entire thing. But Kimmel is really mad uh, and fired back right away uh, on this whole thing, and then apparently spent what last two nights ago on a very extensive opening monologue on his show okay firing back at aaron Rodgers now and we've got a full-on feud jimmy kimmel can't let it go and went all in on aaron Rodgers on his show monday on abc kimmel's miffed that the new york jets quarterback said his name would appear on documents related to jeffrey epstein last week on the pat mcafee show kimmel spent seven minutes on the comment in his opening monologue the more likely scenario is he doesn't actually believe that he just said it because he's mad at me 
for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. Kimmel, who's been battling Rogers off and on since 2021 over his vaccine stance, called on Rogers to issue an apology. Rogers denied calling Kimmel a pedophile and condemned anyone who took the joke there but stopped short of apologizing. Michelle Polino, Fox so, News. Rogers' explanation was that, I don't, I don't even quite know what it was. It was that that... Kimmel had said things about the Epstein thing in the past and not implying that he was on the list, but he didn't want more information coming out about it because he didn't want people brought to justice. I don't quite follow Rogers on this whole thing. Aaron and- Rodgers is using the, the same excuse that my sister used when she was like five. I, I was joking. It, it it was a joke. I'm sorry you guys took the Whatever. joke. Whatever. I like. I mean, do they really think when they paid him to come on here for once a week spots on this show exclusive that they were going to talk this little about? I mean, I get doesn't help if he's injured. Yeah, they the didn't year, anticipate but, him getting hurt a minute and a half yeah. into the first game that he played. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if you're here for that whole thing and you've picked a side on that, hopefully but, you're enjoying it. But I, even I, then, as as you and I know, working in the same type of thing, obviously Pat McAfee is doing something a little bit <laughs> different than we are. Right. You pivot. If that guy's not there in the NFL and he's not talking the NFL... Right. Right. Don't lead him down that because it's just getting weird. He do- I, I don't know that he. T- I don't know that he does. I think Aaron goes there, right on yeah. all those things. I mean, I think he just kind of naturally goes there on a lot of them because a lot of times it looks like Pat. I mean, first of all, they have they have Pat, and he's like sort of, he's a dude who like stands up and walks around during the show, yeah. and it like it looks like he's just got like nervous energy the entire time that Rogers is on throughout the whole thing. Did Rogers just not talk for like the first ten years of his career, or is he always no, been like, or, he was kind of quiet? Guy. Or, or was this just since he dated that girl from Diversity? Yeah, I don't know. Something, something sort of changed with him. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what it was, but yes, something definitely changed with him a little bit. Um, all right, let's see. What other things do we have? No more, no more using Venmo. On Amazon, I don't know if you were doing that already, but I didn't they, know that was a thing. We I didn't do. either, and now I'm like, man, that would have been useful. And they are—they're taking away PayPal on on Amazon too, so they're taking away these chances to use these uh, basically online accounts to be paying on Amazon. A little over a year after Amazon allowed customers to use Venmo digital payments to make purchases, the e-retail giant now done accepting those digital payments and hasn't publicly said why. Though tells us that it will still accept Venmo and parent PayPal credit and debit card payments on its app and website. Amazon also says that customers can still use nearly a dozen other payment options, including debit and credit cards, to buy well, stuff. Yeah. Jeff Manasso. Thanks, Fox Amazon. News. Really? Oh, you can still you can, use... You can still use debit tra- and credit cards? You mean at, like, traditional 99% payment. of retailers in the world right now? Not the French Quarter. <laughs> right, but m- most of them... Most of them yes. at that point. What other? Okay, so like twelve other ones. What else are we talking? Can you send them a check? What else are we talking about here? I mean, Venmo and PayPal are obviously clearly the two. The two sort of those are the two other things that I would ever want to use think, besides regular cards. I think you can use the 
what it, it's like delayed payments or something like a firm. Oh yeah, that, like, basically like, so you, where, make, where it's like, you make payments yeah, essentially. You, you can do this in in four payments, of right? Whatever instead of paying the full balance. No, give me one of those options. I like that. Uh, I I, I want to have that. You know, because sometimes you end up for whatever reason with a little cash in one of those accounts. Mm-hmm. Somebody owed you money, and you're like, oh, cool. And you put I it can... there, and you never transfer it to you your bank. Yeah, you never transfer it to your bank, bank, and you're like, hey, I need to buy something now. And you're like, although my bank account is low this month or whatever, right? I probably shouldn't be, shouldn't be taking money out of a bank account this month. And you're like, hey, oh, I've got money in this account, in the Venmo or in the PayPal account. And you're like, hey, well, great. I can use whatever to to I can use that mm-hmm. to buy what I need on Amazon at this point. I don't know. I got it's, a kind, hair- of a, it's kind of a pleasant experience. Well, I got, I got a haircut last month and I realized I'd left my wallet in my car. This is a guy I've been going to for a couple of years. I probably could have just been like, "Hey, I'm just going to run out to my car." Mm-hmm. I'm not what dining and dashing well, yeah, whatever would, that version is for a haircut. I would think you would let you go out to your car. Jeez. But oh, it's at the mall. I don't want to walk all the way across the mall. Right. Like I was just like, "Hey, you do Venmo, right?" Just mm-hmm. pull it up on my phone. Do yeah. it right there. Yeah. All right, uh, and then, let's see, I don't know, maybe we'll just do one more here. Uh, I, I still am shocked that this is not getting more attention among a certain sector of society, but they had the uh, they had the discussion about whether or not this guy who was being held in the killing of Tupac Shakur, the suspect in Tupac Shakur, should get out on, on bond or not. And, Caleb, we talked about this last week, that the prosecutors came in, they're like, Man, he was having conversations on the phone in jail that made it sound like he and his son were trying to off witnesses in this thing. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't believe Green this. light is what he said, yeah, the, right? You got the green light. But guess what the judge said? Ah, he's going to be all right. I don't think he's going to off anybody. A judge has ordered the man charged with orchestrating the killing of hip-hop music legend Tupac Shakur in 1996 to be on house arrest ahead of his June trial. Dwayne Keefe D. Davis's lawyers argued that their client... Not witnesses, as prosecutors had said, is the one facing danger. Davis's lawyers accused prosecutors of misinterpreting a jail telephone recording and a list of names provided to Davis's family members and misreporting to the judge that Davis poses a threat to the public if he's released. Davis is the only person still alive who was in the car from which shots were fired in the drive-by shooting that killed Shakur. The judge set bail at $750,000. Michelle Polino, Fox as, News. As many documentaries and like long-form looks into this whole thing and conspiracy theories about this since it happened when I was in, what, college? And and like this was part of like pop culture kind of in in my era of growing up. I can't believe there's not more interest in the part now that it's actually taking uh-huh. steps toward being resolved. Not to even mention that this Davis guy has written books and basically confessed to portions of it. And he also said at one point that Puff Daddy put him up to it. <laughs> like, come on! I, it's just. It, it's not get all of these mega trials over the years. It for whatever reason is not quite getting there yet. Maybe mm-hmm. it will down the road. All right, six fifty four. There you go. That's what's going on in the sound off this morning. You are listening to KLIN. They done it, and now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. All right, 656 Alan K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Are you with me, Chad? Are you sort of surprised that story isn't getting like more as, as obsessed with the <laughs> Tubac thing as people were you know, in true crime and all of those things? Yes. Like, I'm I- a little surprised it's just not a bigger deal somehow. 
I'm a little Maybe. bit amazed at anybody who would consider letting this guy out on bond. <laughs> He's greenlighting people from jail. Well, folks. Use that word. Maybe, I mean, that's that's kind of what I would. That's kind of kind of what I would look. Think I, too. I, what, I don't like using terms that are used on TV for cop shows, but well, greenlighting. Come on, yeah, yeah, come on. I would think so. What do you make of like all the true crime? All, what do cops think, or what do you think about all the sort of obsession with kind of true crime stories, and whether it's TV shows or podcast? <laughs> People love that stuff. You realize is I that weird to you? Yeah, because I can't stand to watch them. Yeah, that, that's what I work. So I, right. I mean, do you want to watch a show about radio? Every day? <laughs> no, no, not really. No, not really. And I don't really want to watch one about true crime either, but uh, people are fascinated by it for whatever reason. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. What really annoys me the most about the true crime stuff is how many things get done wrong. Mm. Procedurally, uh, constitutionally, I, I would imagine it probably drives you crazy, too, with the law background watching this stuff. Yeah. There are things on, on these shows that just cannot be done mm -hmm. they cannot be done they violate so many civil rights that it's it's ridiculous yeah so. i think people generally don't like uh not that true crime things are fictionalized or non-fiction by design or by definition but whenever you're watching entertainment based on a profession that you're in uh, nobody tends to uh, like it no uh, it's, it's, can't it's stand usually it. the case it gives me the wittershins every time i see it <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> that, that's definitely the one today. Uh, all right. Uh, what do we got? What do we got today for Crime Stoppers? Uh, we have indecent exposure. This one's a little bit creepy. Uh, we need some help looking for the driver of a white Hyundai Electra. Uh, back on the second, so just about a week ago, uh, this white Hyundai Electra with a red Wolf decal on the side. Suspects driving this pulls up to a massage therapist uh, business in the area of 56 in Nebraska Parkway. The owner of the place said that when the driver gets out, he had his hands on his genitals. They were okay. exposed, kind of started approaching the victim in this case. Wisely, she ran in the bathroom, locked herself in until she was pretty sure he was gone. Um, but we have a great picture of the, the vehicle he's driving, so there's an awesome chance of catching him. Uh, we're going to stick with the theme of white vehicles. We have a Challenger challenging. Uh, folks, we got a white Dodge Challenger that is, he's causing all kinds of problems on O Street. He's oh, really? baiting officers into pursuits, running from traffic really? stops. Yeah. Uh, best way to describe it is a white 2015 or newer Dodge Challenger. Uh, it's got some unique black vinyl decals on the hood and trunk and what we're calling a thick racing stripe, dark wheels, and no plates on it. Um, folks, especially with the road conditions the way they are, this it's got to stop. Someone's going to get hurt. We've already had enough problems on O Street. Yeah. We need some help stopping this person. All right. Check out all of the uh, pictures, stories there. There's more of them than that if you can help out. Uh, you've got instructions there at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com on how you can help out. Maybe get a cash reward. Thanks so much, Chad. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Thank week. Thank you, guys. All right. It, uh, it's time for What Chapter Hide right after news at 7 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Wednesday morning. No, no new snow. How's that? I mean, snow was supposed to be a little bit negative here during this segment. That's a positive. That's it. Uh, Want to get negative? Look at the, uh, what, 48-hour forecast? That'll do it for you. Did it for me. Uh, it is time for What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. We have lots of time on the show every Wednesday. 
to give you the floor and say, hey, what are the things for you that are just frustrating? And they may seem like uh, little things that you don't want to bring up to your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors, your your family at dinner, but still, like, you do think about them a lot. And we allow you to get it off your chest to discuss it, maybe find a supportive atmosphere where people can commiserate, laugh a little bit about it, and then get going with your day. It's what Chapter Out Wednesday. Phone lines are open for you right now. 402-479-1400. So it is time right now. Nobody on the phone. So, Caleb, we got to go right to the Facebook page. Okay, Facebook, today. you're if up. Somebody comes, if somebody calls, we can... Jump in there and uh, let's start. I'm sure we're going to have plenty, plenty of weather, uh, weather situations here. Uh, Logan says negative temps and slick roads are chapping his hide. We really haven't even had much in terms of negative temps yet. Have I think we? that's a preemptive. They're chat coming. That, that one is. They are. They are coming because if you look at the forecast, uh, two days from today at this time. We should be sitting at, we'll still be a, a positive actual air temperature, uh, but your wind chill will be around 18 below at this time, 48 hours from right now exactly. And then when you get to, uh, when you get to Saturday morning, you will be in negative temperatures at this time of morning, and you'll be sitting at more like 27 below in terms of, in terms of wind chill. Uh, so I agree with, uh, with Logan on that one. Now, I, I forget, Caleb. You know, I I do plenty. Don't get me wrong. I do more than my share of complaining and whining about winter weather. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I definitely do. Yep. That. I get it. One of the things I forget, though, that I can't stand about winter weather is just the... This is so dumb. It's so obvious. But just the ice, the, the stupid ice everywhere, like on sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And it it when it when it does get warm for a long time, I forget. You know, you kind of forget after you have a few winters where you don't have that perma ice situation where it never goes away. But it seems like we're going to have that for a while. And like even last night, we're walking back from the lead center to our car, and the entire time when it's dark out, you feel like you are always on the verge of taking potentially taking a huge spill. Walking my dog last night, I had I had. Caleb, I had two very near misses last night walking my dog. Where did the old, uh, you know what, over tea kettle? Almost, yep. almost, and just caught myself there. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. Well, and there's, there's, you talk about the, the like perma ice, and it's always between, because the way the snow fell and everyone's cars are just parked, it's always right between the cars where everything is parked. So you go into yes. a parking lot, and it's like, okay. Well, I have to skate over here to get to the part that kind of doesn't have ice. Right. And then to go get into my car, it's, right. well, I'm going to slip and slide and hope I don't fall down getting into my car. And and in the true sense of, of what chaps your eye Wednesday, where it's kind of just un- being unreasonably chapped by things, while I definitely like, and I've said this, I definitely like how quickly the city is now getting to, feels like to me, residential streets. At in scenarios where in previous years they didn't even come and get to them at all at any point, and they've been out to our neighborhood multiple times here at this point, which is great. Now the only the only downside of that thing is every time that they do those things, you get that that windrow or whatever right in front of your driveway, mm-hmm. and if you have multiple snows, that thing begins to be a major mound uh, right in front of your driveway every time, and you're you're backing out. And you got to give a little oomph right out of the driveway to get out of there, unless you're going to scoop the whole thing out yourself. I would take it a step further and say I, 
I appreciated at times in my life when there was a big snow day in whatever city I was in, didn't really, couldn't really get to all of those that weren't the, the main roads. Yeah. And so your snow day is, hey, there's an extra excuse to call into work. That's hey, true. I, I can't get there a little bit. Of that. So can we calm down the efficiency a little bit? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened in, in after Christmas in 2009. It was, and I can't remember how many inches we got, seven, eight, nine inches, I think, during, during that storm. But that was a deal where they weren't in any of the residential neighborhoods until days after it. And people just. I mean, Caleb, low-profile cars just couldn't get out of their driveways. They couldn't get to the residential areas like oh, yeah. that. And I think that's, that's just the way that they're getting these things plowed. That's much less of a less of a problem now. So uh, Heidi says, what's chapping her hide? Battling with a nine-year-old who wants to go out and play in the snow with Crocs on and no socks. Yes. I mean, isn't there a parenting philosophy that's out there that it's like, uh, let let them let them learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll figure they'll figure it out in about three to five minutes here, and then they'll they'll know from from there on. Yeah, a parenting strategy there. I, I get why Heidi might not want to might not have wanted to do. Little that, frostbite though. never hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, let's see. BD has a picture of a car that's out there that says, uh, "Clean your windows and buy some license plates." It's a it's one of the cars that. Uh, decided when they got on the street, they'd obviously been parked outside, got snowed on significantly, did not even touch the snow that was covering the uh, the back windshield. Were you ever were car. you ever that person that just went, all right, I've got the windshield, I can see straight, uh, I'm going to get out of here? Uh, no comment. Oh, still are that person? No, I have no. I said no comment. Oh, well, let That's me fill no, in the. My, my no comment means I'm not affirming or denying anything. Yeah, that you, you said. don't. You don't have to comment. That means we get to fill in the blank. You're still that person. Oh, if it's cold out, and I don't, especially if I don't have, it takes two seconds. It takes two <sighs> seconds. Like. But like yesterday, I didn't. I don't know. I don't think I had a coat or something. And I got a really powerful defrost. And you can. You is can, there no room in your garage? I, first of all, I got a. This was coming leaving from leaving from work. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, it's so uh, leaving leaving from work for like you know late late morning. And I got first of all, I've got a windshield wiper in the back. Yeah. So that's that's fine. That usually gets it. Sometimes I do the thing. Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> On the on the windows themselves, where I will roll them down, yeah, do the roll, roll them down, down, down as far as scrapes it, as far as it can go without the snow falling in. So you you get a good, hopefully fifty to seventy percent of the thing ro- completely cleared off. That or, way. or you try to just like punch the snow out. Yeah, you can do <laughs> that. Yes, if it's if it's sturdy enough snow, you can also do that. Although I don't really, I can't really do that in the backseat ones because I'm not going to move right, from right. where I am. I mean, the whole pr- the, the whole reason for this is laziness. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. Let's that. be honest. I got it. <laughs> Uh, Charles says the Huskers beat number one Purdue on a free runs at temperature Tuesday. Can't be chapped too much. Get that positivity out of here, Charles. Take that somewhere else where it's wanted. Nobody needs Charles that. Charles in charge. Uh, Peter says what's chapping his head is the Kelsey Swift show. Ooh. <laughs> Guess what? Might be over on Friday, Saturday night. Only on Peacock. <laughs> Speaking of chide happening, uh, hide chapping, uh, <laughs> You ever had your chide happen? Again, sorry, that was two hours of sleep there. Uh, yeah, that, uh, how many people didn't, that's the other thing is, that whole basketball game last night on Peacock, how many people uh, had to uh, had to 
missed that thing, at least the TV version of that thing. Of course, radio is always free, and you can listen to it on the mm-hmm. radio, uh, but might have missed watching one of the great moments in Nebraska basketball history because they don't have Peacock or they didn't want to get Peacock. Right. They, we, we've talked about Very the subscription possible. fatigue before Nebraska football played, and yep. I, I imagine there were a lot of people that elected to not watch and not that game last night and not get that subscription. Yep. But I also know... Well worth people's time to listen to Ken Pavelka and Jake Mueller. Oh, yeah, 100%. I could use a little highlight montage, and hopefully something like that is coming there with uh, more of mm-hmm. Ken and Jake's calls. All the there. content. All of the content. You know I what? I'm, get... I'm actually chapped that we don't have more content out right now. Uh, yeah, you, you, need more, you need the cinematic recap I need and the that cin- kind of thing. Why, it takes a while. Why didn't the creatives, as they get done and they, they start filtering out some of the video and everything they have, not just schedule some tweets and things to go out for folks that got up in the middle of the night or have early days like we do. Good call. Good call. And I will again. Here, let me let me convert this into a chaps. Actually, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And it it, it it this will last night. You said you were up forever because you couldn't get enough content about that game. Right. Just reading articles and tweets and watching videos. Everything. And everything that's on social media, consuming local media, all of all of those things. I feel the same way. I felt the same way. I still feel the same way today. All of these people's people who have said over the years, oh, the media wants to see Nebraska lose because they get clicks. I was just telling Officer Chad about this. Okay. Do you, I mean, listen, come on up, come on up upstairs in our building and we can talk and, and, and it's not all, it can be clicks here in radio. Obviously we've got a website and we've got social media and those things, but let's talk about what's more profitable for us. Okay. (laughs) With the people who actually are selling the content. If you want to, that is complete, completely false. That is just a narrative that is just built for disdain for local media because they want they want the local media to be, I don't know, the enemy or something like that. That is not if, if the local media were in it for if they were in it for maximizing profit and trying to influence, they'd be doing everything they could possibly do to get the teams, football, basketball, anyone who's getting any attention, volleyball. To win all the time, mm-hmm. that's what they would be doing. So let's let's nip that one in the bud. Mike says I was walking the dog and I got to the corner, stepped off the curb and fell down backwards. And fortunately, hit my butt first, or my butt hit first. I couldn't get up, but my neighbor was out and was able to pull me up. My left shoulder sore, and I can't see if there are any bruises. Winter oh. chaps, my hide. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's not just the cold. It's not just the 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 snow and the slick roads. It is just the general difficulty doing regular activities outside that you have to do, a lot of which are dog-related, now that I've got a dog, thank goodness. Um, or or, or walk, the, just the difficulty of walking anywhere in the, uh, in the winter, chaps, my mm-hmm. eye, too. I am, man, I, sometimes, Caleb, I feel guilty about how much I whine about winter. Not anymore. And, and I then, don't think I do enough. And then winter gets here. And then it gets real. here, and I'm like, I'm like, I've been too easy on, <laughs> on this. And, and you know what else I'll do? Who chaps my hide? All you, all of you winter cheerers and you snow cheerers. Okay, fine. I get it. Christmas morning, it's kind of cool. I thought it was cool for about thirty seconds that the snow was coming down on Christmas morning. But you know what? I don't think it's cool, and you shouldn't either, when it's doing it on January 11th for the second time in a week. Nobody thinks that's cool or charming or like some kind of a postcard from Lincoln, Nebraska. It stinks. Admit it.
Admit it. It stinks. <laughs> you be miserable too. Don't you don't you don't quote unquote love this, okay? Unless you run a uh some sort of a ski hill or something. Right? I don't know what it is what what it is. Yeah, you got a nice business there. Unless know. you've got or unless you're selling snowblowers and repairing them. Other than that, I do not I do not see the excuse for <laughs> for glorifying this kind of a weather situation. Uh, all right, text line. What do we have today, Caleb? Oh, uh, we the have phone got lines several. Okay, good. The phone the lines. That's fine. I, I'm glad we're able to get to these. All right, uh, Janelle says, some guy pulling out of his driveway yesterday as I'm trying to pass by, and I'm using Apple CarPlay to text my son. Then I launch into a profanity laced tirade <laughs> and instinctively press send out of frustration. Then my son sends a family group text with a screenshot saying, I need to proofread my text before I send them. Really, people, look before you back out. <laughs> when did mom become Andrew Dice Clay? What's going on here? I okay, didn't know you hilarious. knew those words, That's mom. pretty good. Uh, Jewel says, getting into my car and seeing the tire pressure light on oh, for three tires. Have to go air and, up on my way to work. Good luck finding somewhere. Also. Number one, good luck finding somewhere. And number two, and I know it's just, I, I guess it's just science, but it always happens on a week like this, right? Where the weather is miserable and the wind chill is going to mm-hmm. be 20 below like it's going to be two. It always happens. And you see that little light and you're like, no. Yeah. No. And then and then you think you found a place just to build on on what you said. You think you know of a place where they've got free air and you're like, "Okay, I'll just go here and I'll get it done." And it never fails. In January, about 80% chance that it's got a little sticker on it that says out mm-hmm. of order. Every time. Yep. Every Absolutely. Time. So. Sean right. says coaches of top teams that complain about court storming fans instead of how they got outplayed and outcoached. Ooh. Such a sheltered crybaby look. Whoosh. God forbid this perennially unfulfilled fan base have five minutes to celebrate a generational victory. Thank you. I'm fully... I'm fully behind that. And I'm here to watch more videos of it, too. All the content. All the content. Cam the Man says, hitting the concrete crack when shoveling. Oh, that amen. Goes, that goes into, like, every oh. joint. And maybe it's just as we get older, it hurts Dude, more, too. So much. And let me let me add on to that. In what chaps you had with shoveling. Because we could do just a show, I think, on what chaps you had shoveling. But when you happen to be in, in a situation with your timing on your workday, where you have no choice... But to drive out of your driveway before you shoveled at some point. And you lay down those tire ruts in your driveway, and there is nothing. Those things are like, those things turn into cement immediately. And so just like when you hit the cracks, if you hit one of those when you're shoveling as well, you can have this, you can have a diamond cutter shovel, and it's not going to go through those stupid things. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to those until it's 70 degrees outside. It's going to be, all the rest of the snow in the entire city is melting. There's still going to be two, two packed snow tire tracks coming out of my driveway. All right, I'm going to move kind of quick on okay. it. we got a number of them here. Jeez. Uh, Ryan says, radio hosts that sleep in on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> Dealer Dave, uh, old dogs. My 17-year-old dog sleeps in my Jeez. bed. She constantly wakes up and walks around. It's like sharing a bed with a monkey. I haven't slept in months. Oh, God. Mosh Pit Chad, uh, Purdue thinking they could beat us at home. Nice try, weaklings. Ah. Becca, people who shovel their snow back into the street after the plow has been by, <laughs> just stop it. No comment. <laughs> Again, you. So many chaps about Aggressively, you. no comment. Uh, little John says... When you clear 200 feet of sidewalk of snow and three hours later city plow 
goes oh. by at Mach 2, completely covers the sidewalk again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Chicken Rich says, after the great Husker win last night, I was so full of adrenaline, couldn't sleep. Now I'm going to be dragging at work all day. Get it. Brad and Fox Hollow, our last one here. When I give up my Husker basketball tickets, let my wife and daughter go to the game. Oh! Then they upset number one. You know, they'll probably lose anyway. You guys can just, uh, It's fine. Go enjoy the night. It's a historic night. <laughs> you missed it. Oh, but don't worry. I get it. I get it. More on that later. All right, it's 725, 726 now. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time to count them down, and let's get things started once again today with Number five. College basketball world's eyes fixed on a couple of locations uh, last night, I believe. Ames and Lincoln. Yeah. And, and it and, was Lincoln. And Lincoln obviously get, gets a lot here. And Ames, you had uh, Iowa State take Who down cares? previously undefeated Houston. Who cares? But the number one team in the country went down in Lincoln last night. Huskers over Purdue. Just the fourth ever win in Nebraska men's basketball history over the number one ranked team. First time since 1982 that they had beaten them, beaten a number one team. That was at Missouri. First time in Lincoln since 1964. Caleb, the Wisconsin game was frustrating to watch. And I I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like kind of canceling the season because of it. Like I thought that was going to be a bit anomalous, but I will tell you what. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you all here on this. I did not expect. I did not. Ex- I, I did not expect a chance of a win last night. I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't because of how good Purdue has been. I know they've got that blemish on the record to Northwestern, but have you watched them play any of the best teams in the country this year? They have handled them. Yes. The, uh, the best teams in the country. Look at their schedule. They played a ridiculous schedule this year. They've got the best player in the country who seems to be in a lot of cases completely unguardable until last night and i mean caleb i don't know what happened and i'm talking about zach Eady, obviously and a great player uh national player of the year last year uh probably has a great shot at being it again this year but caleb i don't know what and credit to rank mast and credit to all of the the defensive pressure and the scheming he looked completely out of sorts for most for most of the game last night yeah he did he looked i mean just like air balls that i haven't seen him I haven't seen him do those in the past. Well, and he only had two points, four rebounds at the half. Yeah. And Rink Mast has said in postgame that his his entire goal going into the game was just be annoying. Yeah. And, he, and, and I, he I know looked it, like he was. And, and that, that's one I of the love. things that it, 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 when you go play in a lot of like travel basketball growing up, sometimes you'll see guys that you go, all right, he's bigger, he's stronger. What are you going to do when you're a little bit smaller? Just go be annoying and work your mm-hmm. butt off. And that's what you saw Rink Mass do, and then Alec came in, got in a little foul trouble, mm-hmm. but you just saw guys just work and work and work, and Edie ends up with 15 points or so. Like, he got his in the second half, got to the free throw line with some touch fouls, right. but but you saw... You'll take that against him, though. Yeah, you saw an effort to go say, he's probably going to get double-digit scoring, but we're going to make it miserable for him to get there. You had, you had to do that, which was going to be really, really tough. You then had to hope Purdue still didn't just hit threes like crazy, which they always do. And they did for a while. And, and they did for a while. I don't know what they ended up percentage-wise in the game. 
but that's to say nothing about Nebraska's offense, which also I believe they a, were thirteen for thirty three. Okay, they made one last. So they struggled. That's a struggle and shot for ten them. more. Yeah, that's that's a struggle for them. And then you have to you think about Nebraska's offense and where are they going to find offense and. Are, are you know? Are they going to hit outside shots? And oh boy, did they hit outside shots mm-hmm. throughout the course of the night? And they found different places. I mean, how, how are they going to score inside? And you had you know, Rank Mass being a significant part of that offense as well. And you had Bryce come back, you know, questionable for the game, almost and, a triple double. Ends up playing, and he was he wasn't doing. I mean, listen, I think he'll admit this. He wasn't doing anything against Wisconsin. <laughs> he no, wasn't. No, he wasn't doing anything against Wisconsin. And and so the offense, even though they were hitting shots against Wisconsin, it was kind of predictable, right, it, in terms of what they were doing. It didn't look anything like that last night. I mean, it looked like a different team and a different energy. And of course, of course, it is uh, helpful to be at home in front of a, a raucous crowd. And I don't know, just a, just a great night. I w- I wasn't there. I was at the. I was. I was. Being making what I thought was the right move as a husband last night. Yeah. And a calendar conflict that I did not quite calculate correctly coming into the situation. And so I was at the opening night of Les Mis, which, by the way, is fantastic. Go out to the lead center and find a way to get there. It's so good. Um, but then I, I was getting some texts throughout, and they were popping up on my watch. I didn't have my phone out. You're not supposed to have your phone out, but I did have my watch on. My Fitbit on. Feel like that gives me cheating, notifications. Though, Listen, they didn't enough. say anything about taking your watches off okay. from there, and I made sure it wasn't disturbing anyone. Uh, so I had like, so I had an idea of what was going on the whole time, but not in terms of detail. And that's a over three hour musical, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we're not getting out of there until ten thirty at night, and I'm like, I am not going to bed. I don't even know what really happened in this game. My son and daughter were at the game, and so I get home. And we've got to debrief about that game. And, I mean, my son is, like, crazy. Like, he's like, he's like, Dad, that's the best sporting event of my life. Which, think about it for a Husker fan of that age, mm-hmm. probably is. Yeah, he, especially if he didn't, say, say somebody didn't go to the Wisconsin volleyball match and all the stuff right. for that. Yeah. Or or wasn't able to be at the, the stadium match or, or yeah. some of these net like he was and he wasn't at ba- either ba- of those things. Basically and he's a ba- he's, he's basketball right. and he's a basketball uh, football. Yes. He said, but, Dad, that's my best sports moment of my yeah. life and I was like, Wow. Yeah it, it makes sense. If you're not all in on volleyball, yeah. That's far away probably the yep. best sports uh, event so of your life. We had to debrief for like an, an hour after that in addition to get so it's it's midnight and I'm like I gotta watch this game. <laughs> I haven't seen any of it. I haven't seen highlights. I haven't uh-huh. seen anything. So I get Peacock up and I find and I watch the entire game last night. Um, and so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, excited and excited about the rest of the season. We can talk a little bit later in the show about what this win means. We're um, yep, kind of going forward, ceiling but, potential, all that. Yeah, and and a little bit more. So we'll get into it a little bit more at eight thirty-five. But great, great moment last night for Nebraska basketball. Number four. State Whoa. Senator uh, Lou Ann Linehan, the author of Nebraska's Opportunity Scholarships Act, has asked the Secretary of State, that's Bob Evnen, asked him to keep the ballot initiative that would repeal the new tax break for helping low-income kids off the ballot. Uh, oh, and and what do, was, do what you know was the, the general reasoning? reasoning here on this? Well, the reasoning is she says the Nebraska Constitution reserves the power to set and raise revenues oh. expressly for the legislature. Okay. So that so she's basically saying that this is 
it is only in the purview of the legislature in terms right. of their duties, and so voter initiatives don't apply. Do not do not apply. No. Mm. Secretary Elman certified the signatures uh, in October, I think it was, uh, and that would put it on the ballot. But she's saying, so I assume. And then again, I guess the next question is: So, what is the Secretary of State? I assume the Secretary of State is the one who can make a decision on this, but that would be appealable through the court system then? I would imagine. I would, and, I would and, guess. And I would assume that the Attorney General would probably issue an opinion as well. Oh, boy. If asked. Oh, boy. That would be... Uh, that would be, a, that'd be something. Yes, it would. That would be something if, if that actually happens. So, I don't claim to know enough about that uh, about that law or that rule or about exactly even what she's citing there to have a to tell you to, to say, hey, I think this is a good or not good argument here at this point. I just, wow. That'd be something. Man, talk about uh, uh, the last few years. Yeah. Big ballot issues, not actually that get signatures, but then don't make the ballot for one reason or the other. We could, uh, and I and I could, I, I don't know how it'll end up, but I could see it being taken off. Yeah. yeah. If, if what she is saying is is exactly correct, that may be the way the courts would rule. We'll see. We will but, see. But so the story may not be over yet, just in terms of if that's on the ballot or not. Right. And, mm. you know, if the proponents of this could attempt to put a constitutional amendment or revise the Constitution, that would allow it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe they got to change that first. But that, how many... So you go through, but you got to go through a whole other ballot initiative to do that then, right? Unless it's a, a recommendation from the legislature. Uh, which oh, probably man. ain't happening. Uh, all right. All right. Moving on. Number three. Nebraska hospitals could reap an additional $950 million in federal funds. That money could be used to improve services and help hold down medical bills under proposal unveiled yesterday. Uh, the idea, uh, LB1089, described as a game changer, a win-win by state hospital officials to help deal with high inflation and low reimbursement rates. It's under, along with 44 other states in a hospital quality assurance and access assessment act. They want to uh, raise reimbursements of Medicaid and Medicare patients for, from the fed, federal government. Um, I got. Seriously, I'm not saying this like tongue in cheek in any way. Would is there is there going to be concern at the state government that the federal government is overacting here in this situation? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, there is such an issue with uh, um, Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements at all levels in the state. Uh, rural, urban hospitals, especially nursing homes, uh, advanced care facilities, that this one might uh, might have some... And, and joining the 44 other states, uh, getting the federal government to act in this possibly change the the rules but and and mark i mean how big of a you you have a good insight into the hospital industry the local hospital industry how significant would something like this be for that it would be huge especially for some smaller uh critical access hospitals tertiary facilities because and and we've heard how some of the nursing homes especially during covid you know went out of business actually Mm -hmm. because the reimbursement rates just couldn't keep up yeah, uh, there's such a workforce shortage. They're, they're having to pay higher wages to keep staff, and uh, Medicare and Medicaid uh, reimbursement rates generally do not cover the actual cost of care. Yeah, uh, well, uh, potential some potentially uh, a game changer, something pretty significant there coming up later this year. Yeah, number full, two, full what? details on that are available at the Nebraska Examiner. By the way, 
All right, more uh, more on the morning drive. Number two. Well, I don't know where to start with weather. We've got one, two, three, uh, three active watches, advisories, that type of thing. Winter storm watch tomorrow from uh, 3 p.m. until Friday at 6 p.m. Winter chill advisory, a wind chill advisory. A winter chill, I like that. Uh, Sorry about that. Wind chill advisory from uh, Friday at uh, midnight until Friday at 12 noon. Wind chill watch from Friday 6 p.m. through next Tuesday. And I don't know whether, and, and by the way, the parking bans and all of that uh, snow emergency ended at midnight last yeah, night for now uh, but it looks like <laughs> yeah, we for now and i i don't know whether you've looked but i just checked and they've actually reduced or lowered the high temp oh good for sunday we are not expected now to get above zero yeah i mean mark I, I don't know what to say other than that you know whether there's snow or not this weekend is going to be not pleasant Right, I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be downright super dangerous. cold, super windy. There's already snow on the ground, but this new batch of projections that the National Weather Service is putting it out in terms of snow totals, Mark, it's continuing to look like as it stands out. And they make clear, and I'll make clear every time the path can change, this can change, but right now we're right in the bullseye of this thing. Yeah, now we were in the bullseye of the one earlier this week, and I don't think we got... Uh, the I bullseye mean, was like all of eastern Nebraska yeah. uh, on that one. This one is a little bit more narrow, and I'm just saying, like, right now, the the hour by hour, I mean, I hate to even say this right now, but the hour by hour has us getting, uh, let's see, 3.7, 5.7, oh my goodness, uh, 6.6, almost 7 inches right now this is thursday afternoon into friday. thursday afternoon into friday yeah almost seven inches now that again subject to change the hour by hour isn't necessarily the gospel on that thing but it is give you an idea of what their models are showing right now that's right and it's showing heavy snows and this here. will be a lot lighter snow uh more uh will be subject to more blowing and drifting and visibility issues winds on uh, friday expected 25 to 35 that's side. We're flirting with one of these deals where the snow's not gone in the city till St. Patrick's Day, aren't we? Or later. I know I'm probably yeah. being a little overreactive here. Or maybe we're, fl- or maybe, and we got Dr. Ken Dewey on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show. Or maybe we're just going to get a February that starts spring. How about that? I don't know. When you get the, the problem th- is you get that much snow on the ground and it, it takes it's a lot harder it's to, hard warm to warm up at any point. Especially when we get, the, you know, 30, 40 below wind chills for several mornings now. Mm-hmm. It's going to hey. really settle in. Thank goodness we've got the snow cover. Because without that, okay. we'd have some serious issues let's, with frozen pipes. Let's accentuate the positive right now. Uh, ice fishermen and fisherwomen going to get their shot. I thought they might have to take an entire year off. They're going to be getting their shot. I would still wait a little bit longer, but they're going to be getting their shot. Uh, I'm not going to come out of the out of the winter into the spring this year with my lawn looking like it did last year, Mark. No. Okay. Yeah. Positives. Mm-hmm. Positives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to maybe get to have your kids home again on Friday. Get to finally spend some time with them. And Monday. And, and Monday, perhaps. A nice long weekend of nothing to do for your kids. That sounds uh, great, right? If it's not melting, it's not all muddy. That's true. And you get, just you get to layer up, take uh, Reggie out. And if you've got stock in ice melt... You're about to become independently wealthy. Congratulations <laughs> in the local area. All right, finishing up. 
number one. Modestfish.com, rival to our friends at Wallet Hub, have done a survey, and they say the top uh, top hobby for 2024 for Nebraskans is beekeeping. (laughs) Really? Really? What? Like, why? Really? Most popular hobby Nebraskans intend on pursuing it's like being a guardian of a tiny buzzing kingdom where you can don a cool suit and peek into the fascinating world of honeybees. Is are, is beekeeping about a legit question here? Is beekeeping about the honey that's the end product, or is it just about the journey to the honey? It's also about them being pollinators and and the entire industry having some challenges keeping honeybees. So. They're spreading out the the possibility of having, you know, a growing honeybee population, I think. Mark, this article says, The process of inspecting hives, managing bee health, and harvesting honey provides a hands-on experience that is both educational and therapeutic. Well, I might need some therapeutic activity soon, so <laughs> and they, they, I guess it's bee time. They list the other alternative hobbies yeah. right after beekeeping. Yeah, so yeah. beekeeping's number one. Yeah, go through and this after list. After that, aquascaping or aquarium keeping. Okay. okay. Uh, no stings then, unless you've got like jellyfish in number there. Number three, falconry. Yes. By the way, the RFK Jr. just had one of his contests. You know, they like have lunch with a presidential candidate. His was a day of falconry with RFK Jr. Jeez. What exactly is falconry? Exactly. I mean, I understand it involves falcons, but what are you doing with them? Well, you, Playing you, fetch with them or what? Yeah. Throwing frisbees to them? I don't think frisbees, but <laughs> you, yeah, something you, they can get with their talents. You, you train really? birds of prey to hunt wild animals in their natural state and habitat. And... Hey. And yeah, the way, just for them to respond to commands. Caleb, do you want to come out this weekend and do some falconry? I'd be interested in seeing how it goes. All right, what's next? Uh, is it lapidary? Lapidary? Lapidary. Uh, Art that- of cutting and polishing stones. Okay. So you got to have stones to do that. <laughs> okay. Then, then you've got metal detecting, home brewing, astrophotography, toy voyaging, foraging, what? Urban exploration. Okay. Followed by number 11 as lock picking <laughs> and 12 as mushroom cultivation. Oh, I bet. I bet that one's big. 13, and by the way, is glass blowing. <laughs> Did you hear about the glass blower that inhaled? No, I didn't. He had a pain in his stomach. 7.57. I'm sorry. <laughs> Telling you today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 809. January 10th, 2024. Is the calm between the storms? Is that something? I think it's something. The yeah. calm between the storms Ish. is what I'm calling sure. today. It's like we're in the it's eye. Deep. We're like when you're in the eye of the storm of a hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are going to uh, we are going to revel in the joy from last night's Nebraska basketball win a little bit more before the show is over. Uh, so we'll do that here in uh, in the next half hour after the bottom of the hour. But right now we are going to be uh, joined by our uh, longtime regular guests. 
our uh, tech gadgets, social media marketing guru, Jason Peterson, who joins us, who I'm sure is also very excited about how uh, how things went last night. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jack. I have to tell you, so throughout that game, uh, I thought about you often. And, uh, yeah, so I know it's a, it's a momentous occasion, uh, something that happens once every 40 years. So me being an, a fellow uh Oscar basketball fan my entire life. Uh, that that was pretty darn fun. Well, I was uh, I was uh, it, it, at at the lead center during the game, having uh, gotten I saw that uh, gotten I tickets saw that on, on, but on Twitter. I uh, my you know what came in handy, Jason, which I I what? don't think I hope technically didn't break any rules. Uh, but uh, I had my you know how I tell you sometimes I don't really know what my Fitbit does other than exercise tracking. It can give me <laughs> it can give me notifications. Uh, that come in without taking up my, taking out my phone, so I was able to uh, to very surreptitiously, occasionally, not frequently, not bothering anyone around me, um, check check a couple of uh, updates on what was happening, which was made even all the more emotional while the very dramatic music of Les Mis was playing in the background, and I'm wrapped up in that already. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a great night, and I got to use a little a little technology as well. But I wanted to get you on today. Because yes. people may may or may not be aware. Hopefully, they've been checking out Podcast House Media. Uh, we continue to add new content to Podcast House Media and uh, some some great podcasts about a variety of things, trying to find some real specific issues that we think our listeners might be interested in. We want to take a deeper dive with some of our experts uh, that have been guests on the show or a part of the station here or just in the community as well. And uh, you were someone I always wanted to get on and, and get more market uh, get more marketing content on uh, from you and uh, you. And your wife have started your own podcast called uh, Make Sense uh, Tech and Marketing Simplified right now. Uh, give us kind of the the idea. I, I kind of said to you, hey, we want to get you on. I want you to do whatever you want to do. And you've decided to take it and run with it. What are you, uh, you going to do on this podcast? Well, I mean, again, first and foremost, Jack, it was an honor. And we, we appreciate so much the opportunity to be part of Podcast House. So it, it's, it's definitely been spawned from our conversations over the last 13, 14 years that... Uh, you know, has been kind of the, I'd say, the linchpin. And I think for us, for Holly and I, we obviously work a lot with small business, um, but we also have a great deal of passion for just the general, general everyday listener, those people out there, parents, loved ones, you know, anybody that's trying to make sense of all that goes on as it relates to the tech, uh, as it relates to social media communications. Uh, so, again, I think kind of the goal of the podcast is just we're going to dive in usually on a couple different kind of topics uh, you get to hear me and Holly go back and forth. Uh, we'll be having some guests on from time to time. And just, again, we're going to be really interested in some of the listener feedback. We try to listen to what are kind of the common questions out there right now. And and just, you know, again, try to help educate as best as we can. I always say we don't know all the answers, but, oh, my goodness, I think, uh, as you know me, Jack, we love to do a deep dive and we love to try make, uh, you know, have some discernment over what is really going on. So, so needless to say, yeah, we're really excited about the podcast. What are uh, I, I'm curious when people when you're talking to whether it's your clients or people who know that you're kind of in this industry and expert uh, or or people you know just kind of come up to you and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard you on the radio or I know about generate marketing. What are the things that people usually want to talk about? Like, what are the questions and and things where it kind of naturally goes when people get into conversation with you about the things you're an expert with? Well, I think a, a lot of it has to do with. You know, in many cases, um, in the business side, it's okay. How, how do I 
reconcile? What do I do with this? You know, it's like, as we know, video has emerged into this like monolithic thing that you do all the time, you know, whether it's been the trends of TikTok, uh, YouTube, etc. So they're always just kind of like, what's what's going on? Like, you know, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the augmented virtual reality headsets or it's AI. Um, so a lot of times, whatever's really in the pop culture stuff that's going on that is just kind of swirling around and, you know, you're getting a lot of talking heads. Um, that's a lot of times where people uh, will come to me. And again, I think our clients are just looking for, you know, someone that's trying to be objective, that's trying to kind of look at things from kind of a three-dimensional aspect and, you know, give our best, you know, because I think at the end of the day, Jack, I think what Holly and I love to do, and I think um, some of the listeners may know I, I coach cross country and track at, at Leffler Middle School. Um, I'm a helper. I probably like to teach my clients. So I think that's kind of the whole premise here is just to be as helpful as we can to the Lincoln community. As you and I, we were born and raised here, and I love Lincoln more than anything, and we just want to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, absolutely. Let me let me ask you this obviously because we've been doing this this segment for gee many christmas almost getting close to 15 years jason which is yep. crazy since we met and and, and talked about doing this on a we met on a plane on the way to the big 12 championship uh the last time nebraska football uh well i guess they've been in a uh, conference championship since then but it was only a couple yep. years after that the last big 12 championship up uh, and sometimes we like to look back and like look at the topics that we had early on when we were talking yep. about the you know google glass and and the changes kind Kind of in in the digital marketing industry from a decade ago to where they are now, but I'm kind of curious, you know, when you're when you're in this industry and you're working with client, like are things are things changing faster now in that world than than they were then? Like, are you were talking about you know trends with more video right now? Like, are things even different now than they were a year ago in in your world with digital marketing? You know, I would say yes, and I think that um, you know. I've seen in in my career of doing, you know, as a graphic designer, but got into doing websites, essentially when the, the internet began, I started doing website design in 1996, which makes me, I mean, that's, that's an age ago. Um, so I, I, I've kind of had a sort of a, a seat at the table to sort of watch, witness and participate. So you're right. There's been cycles of more or uh, accelerated innovation in different times. Um, clearly the nineties was this explosion, you know, then you had a bit of the bubble burst and then you had the emergence of social media. Um, obviously the smartphone, iPhone, everything, those kinds of things. So I, I feel like right now, Jack, I think the thing that's just going bonkers, which you and I have talked about a lot is, is AI and how that's influencing, um, in terms of just the age that interacts with digital communications in general. That doesn't mean everybody is watching TikTok videos, but it's everyone is engaging in using Google to look up a business and to try and understand right. uh, what, you know, what is the best company to work with. So I, I would say, Jack, right now, we are now in this era again where it is definitely speeding up by far. Interesting. I uh, And I figured that was that was the case, but like seriously, Jason, a year ago, I don't know. I wonder when the first time you probably mentioned it, but I wonder when the first time we really started talking about AI was because a year ago, you know, sometimes yep. they'll do those kind of word, those word maps, like how often a word is used in a speech and how big it is based on that. We were talking about, I was talking about on this show, AI significantly in 2023. 
I don't think I talked yep. about it once in 2022 or barely, right? Like, it, no. it became whatever happened, you know, happened pretty dramatically, at least to the the, the regular public when it comes to AI. And, I, and I'm still at a point, and I know we've talked about this, but like they're they continue to talk about all these different products and the way that it's helping things and i and i'm always like i mean i could pull up one of these things that's that's kind of like a a a, a chatbot or something and i'm like i just don't know what to do with this like right. should should i right. be doing things that are making my life more efficient or better right. with this right now or or in your or in your case with your clients you know w- what should they be doing and all of those things these are the biggest questions that I've got about, and will it take over the world and lead us to a dystopian hellscape? Those two <laughs> things are, are the two things I'm wondering. <laughs> well, you know, I think practical applications. This is what I'm seeing now is, for example, uh, we live, die, breathe using the product Grammarly. Okay. It's a plugin. Uh, you can use it on your phone. In many cases, it's on a browser. So if you're composing emails or anything like that, it intelligently checks grammar. I mean, we remember the old Microsoft Word grammar check, right? Right. Well, the squiggly line grammar, underneath the right. underneath the letters. Yeah, exactly. Now, Grammarly in the last year, and again, I, I kind of shared this with the listeners, and you know, the past six months to a year is that the power is in the integration, meaning that when typical products plug into a smart, intelligent learning mechanism, um, then whoa. Grammarly is now using AI in terms of how it analyzes. It can adjust your voice. It can adjust how you're saying things. It can much more effectively catch errors and typos. And so, uh, and it's learning my writing style. I think that's the thing. So, yeah, I still think it's kind of gadgety and silly. And I, I tr- truly believe that, you know, the chat GTP and the stuff that people just input into those chatbots. That's just feeding the beast. That's, I mean, it's like a Google search. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just feeding it, right? But that's not the intelligence. The intelligence is when something else, like I even piddled around last night. I was working on some logo designs, and I, I was using uh, one of these apps on the phone to kind of help assist me with some idea generation. Yeah, they had an AI generator. Now, the stuff it spit out wasn't awesome, um, but that's the thing. It's like, holy crap, I'm sitting here. Vita said when I was in college that I could sit and interact with the things, given it's my parameters and it spit out a logo. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. What I want to get back to something you said earlier, and I know we've talked about it in the past, but I kind of want to get back to it um, when you talked about how much things are moving toward video so much. And yes, in, in not only I'm, I'm not just the social media world, I think generally, but the marketing world as well. And, um, you know, you, you, you can look at the popular social media platforms right now and, and see that. I mean, Elon Musk just said, I saw a quote from him that said, Hey, X, formerly Twitter is now primarily a video a video service, which I don't know if that's really true in in the right. user experience, but that's at least how he envisions it. Um, yep. What are what are you kind of seeing in that in, in that transition? Like, how is that manifesting itself right now, and what does it mean for the way that we use social media just regularly day to day, and then for you know the stuff that your clients use it for going forward? Well, I I think the latest statistic that I've checked on is that in terms of internet traffic as a whole. Uh, video constitutes about 90 to 95% of the entire global internet traffic, okay, which is bonkers. I mean, that's just crazy. So I think what you're, what we're seeing is the different means of how people engage with it. 
um, you know, the length in which they engage in it. You know, I joke like my kids can barely watch a movie anymore. I mean, they're so conditioned to watch shorts, uh, which are, mm-hmm. you know, more or less on YouTube, similar to TikTok. Yes. Um, yep. You know, we're watching, you know, kind of a 15 minute segment, 10 minute segment or a 30 second segment. Um, so I think that's that's to me what is just continues to just go on and on and on is that uh, the attention span of the consumer is changing. Um, we are we are ADHD in terms of <laughs> getting someone to sit down and pay attention. But there is no question. Um you know, it's like when I mean, look what happened in the ba- the basketball game when I was, you know, checking that out. Everybody had their smartphone up, and what are the Nebraska fans doing? They're recording it. Like everybody was out there recording yep. it. We can't <laughs> understate enough that every one of us has like a professional vi- video recording device in our hand. It's like in our palm. Yeah. So the documentation, um, the distribution, the proliferation. I mean, like with everything, I always say that it's never that all of this is. Good. There's clearly consequence with everything and every innovation. But oh my gosh, Jack! Yeah, the the, the video momentum. Um, you know, I I I thought that would happen, but that one in terms of where it's at now, um, and the other part of it that had to sort of take place was the internet had to get faster. You had to have five G. You had to have Allo. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, video was sort of kind of held back by the fact that nobody wanted to wait. 45 seconds for a video to load. Well, that's not a thing anymore. Bam. As soon as that changed, that's when you saw the video stuff just go through the roof. Yeah. You, and you know what's interesting that I've noticed, too, um, is, and I mainly use Twitter slash X, but sometimes people will post content that lives, yep. that lives like on TikTok or, or something like that. I've noticed that video has become so sort of front and center with, with TikTok and Instagram and to, to a degree, Twitter X as well, that they know that people are going to do this sort of like, this this death scroll going quickly between videos but in a lot of cases they're doing it in places where they can't have the volume up so they'll put they'll put cl- closed captioning or they'll have yep, basically an app yep. that that subtitles everything that they say so people don't even have to turn the volume up when but they're still watching videos without any sound it's, in a lot of cases exactly absolutely so there is another ai thing jack mm-hmm. is we used ai where okay my clients Hardest thing to build a website is get written content when a website has never happened. I got a brand new business. Well, what can most owners do? Owners can just riff. They can talk. Well, I video them. Well, guess what? I plug into an AI and it just transcribes the whole damn thing. And it's super easy. So, yes, that that's a component that everybody sees is those aspects of AI that can transcribe real time. And again, YouTube has had this for quite a while, but you have things like Canva and you have these other apps and stuff that are assisting with video production. They just, that's just built in. So to your point, Jack, cause I would agree. I always hated it when there was sound, you know, I kind of liked it and so forth, but yeah, that has been a, um, a, a workaround that has been assisted by AI. Yeah, I, it's just it's just something I noter, noticed, and uh, sometimes it's actually kind of nice, right? Like get, I'll, yes, be, I'll be laying no, in bed, and no, I'll be like, I, I kind of want to know what to be able to choose because you hate to be that person, and we've all had it in our house or maybe in our workplace where somebody is watching a video like weirdly loud, right in the yes, in the house. Yes. And you're like, what are you watching? 
that always, it happens everywhere now. And they're like, that's so loud. What is that? Uh, anyway, well, that's that's the kind of stuff. And we're just kind of these are just some real off the off the top of the head thing that heads things that I talked about. But I think kind of maybe some of the stuff that you guys will delve into with the new yes. podcast. You can get it at podcasthousemedia.com. And then you can also get it from your favorite podcast providers, too, if you want to do it that way. But check it out there. You can link to it from there. And it's called Make Sense Tech and Marketing Simplified with Jason and his wife, Holly Peterson. They do a great job simplifying a lot of these trends to help you understand them better and uh, do a great job with it. And you've heard Jason do a great job with it on the air over the years. Hey, Jason, out of time. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing more of the podcast. All right. Appreciate it so much, man. Have a great day. There you go. Jason Peterson uh, of Generate Marketing. Join us. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. 8.37. So, uh, I'm so thirsty for more Nebraska upsetting number one Purdue content that I just, uh, I just started a thread on Twitter and I was just like, if you've got any pictures or videos from last night that you want to share or anything you want to say... (laughs) Or any articles or anything that you want to share, just post them under this. And I'm just making like a virtual scrapbook uh, of the of the night, which I uh, which I did not participate directly in, but nonetheless, I want to relive it vicariously as much as I can through people who were there and who people through people were covering it, including Caleb Henry. Uh, man, Caleb, let's 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 talk about that that game last night because. You know, there, sometimes when you knock off a really good team like that, and, and I think this kind of happened a little bit when Nebraska played Indiana, too. You knock off a, a really good team like that, there's something really fluky about the game. Yeah, like so, something and, weird had to happen. And I guess you could say, well, you know, if you're a Purdue fan, you're probably saying, well, Jack, did you check your team's three-point percentage? And true, it was it was very high. I got to be honest, though, like that's sort of in the range Every opponent has been in against Nebraska and like this. That's becoming. I I feel like three point shooting percentage is way up in the Big Ten this year, just generally because Indiana shot right around fifty percent. Wisconsin shot like ninety seven percent when they played Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. and Nebraska shot really good in against Wisconsin in that game as well. And Purdue shot okay. I mean, okay, they were I think probably a little under their average. So I guess if you had to point one out, I guess that's my question. For you, Caleb, what like was there that that one thing that happens in a big upset, which is you know a team can't make a shot, or there's a huge foul disparity, or there's a weird I don't know turnover situation or injury or something like that. Is there something like that from last night? Not really, not really. Nebraska shot a little bit above average. Purdue shot a little bit below their average, and that's really it. There there wasn't a a huge foul disparity. There were Nebraska took care of the ball more, but but those are things that you make happen. Yep. So those types of things. And Nebraska had had more assists on their their made field goals, but there wasn't a whole lot of you think. Okay, you get an upset. All right, Nebraska had to have shot twenty more free throws. Right. Uh, you saw it in the NBA the other night. Lakers got like twenty free throws in the fourth quarter, and they end up winning like one thirty two to one thirty one, something stupid. But. Nebraska took 19 free throws. Four of those came in the last two minutes of the game. Yes. 
When, that, yeah. That's four total more free throws than Purdue got in the game, okay. 19 to 15. So it's not like there was a giant disparity between the two there. Purdue took 10 more three-pointers. Uh, Nebraska made one more. Both teams got 57 shots total. So, so you just kind of look through everything. It's really even from a statistical standpoint. And when you were watching the game, it's not like there were a lot of really bad calls that benefited exclusively one team. You saw calls that I was like, ah, that Nebraska kind of got one there. Or, well, that one was definitely no, a touch foul. That that Edie is just given that one. National player of the year. Someone got in his ear and said, those guys are being too physical with him. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you you even had you had calls early in the game that went against Nebraska. A couple calls went against Purdue. It wasn't anything egregious. You just think of a game like this and think something fluky had to happen. One team just played a little bit better and made their shots, which like to me that stinks as an explanation because you want something magical to have happened for this type of thing. Instead, it's just... That's, no, it's better. No, no, no. no. It, yeah. the, because it's like, okay, someone had to play out of their mind. Right, right. Everyone just kind of played well for Nebraska. I mean, you know, Mast and Tominaga obviously probably had the... Mast the early on, and then Tominaga when he started just hitting, and, hitting shots. And then Wilcher just Wilcher. had some incredibly key shots, and he's been hot lately. But... But you've seen that already. Like, we've seen those things this season. Here was the thing, Caleb, that distinguished this game from the games Nebraska's lost this year, including the one just a couple of days ago against Wisconsin. And it was, you had multiple players. Everybody everybody had a good game, right? Everybody had a good game um, on, or almost everybody had a a good game on both ends of the court. And you had more players involved on offense. And, you know... I'm not saying that you know Josiah Alec was putting up 20 points or anything, but he had his moments on offense, right? Mm-hmm. And you had uh, 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 <laughs> he he got a corner three, and everyone was a little bit nervous. The next time down, yeah, you're thinking, oh no, because when someone hits it, the thought process is, oh, get he it checked. to him again. Yeah. But with with him, yeah. it's been, oh yeah, I got this now. He got the ball on the wing, and there was a sliver of opportunity. And you heard the whole arena go, no. Right. Just like idiots. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, like they used to do for Breidenbach last year. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, and Bryce wasn't a – when Nebraska sc- struggled, Bryce hasn't been a big contributor. Mm-hmm. He filled up the stat sheet last night. Oh, so just shy of a triple-double. Mm-hmm. Nine points and nine assists. That's crazy. Eleven rebounds. It's crazy. If you If you would have said going into that game, there is seven foot four national player of the year Zach Eady. You've got Rink Mast, who has had several double doubles. Josiah Alec has been a, a rebound machine, got in a little foul trouble. But going into the game, Bryce Williams is going to be the leading rebounder for the game. Mm-hmm. Just the the effort things like that. Now the Nebraska comes out ahead in the the turnover category, only turned it over nine times compared to. Purdue's 14, but of those 14 turnovers for Purdue, Nebraska had nine steals. The defensive intensity, and that's what you saw against Indiana, forcing those turnovers, getting the points off of the turnovers, getting some stuff in transition. Sam Hoiberg, for whatever reason, is a pick-six machine. Yeah, like, like If he can get the ball a little bit out on the edge uh, or towards, uh, towards uh, midcourt, he just beats guys down there. He's not the fastest guy out there, 
Mm-hmm. He's not the most athletic. He's but got he, good defensive instincts, kind of yeah, like cornerback instincts. Good instincts, really good hands. He times stuff up, and he just gets a hand on a ball, gets out in front, goes down and makes a layup. Mm-hmm. He made a, like he started to feel himself a little bit at the end of that first half on that 13-0 run when he took a guy to the basket, does that up and under, left hand kind of windmill, throw it up high off the glass, and it goes in. You're like, all right, the things are just going Nebraska's way now. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen and three, three and two in the Big Ten conference right now. A lot of season left. Uh, let's, see, I'm, let's see, I'm counting games. Eleven, twelve, well, 15, fifteen, fifteen with five games played. I could have done yeah. that more quickly. Fifteen with five uh, more games played. You obviously, you've still got to be. I still think the magic number is eleven and nine in the conference, and so obviously this helped to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That is, I do think eleven nine probably does it. Caleb, I guess if there was if there's any doubt about that, if that's on the line, um, this helps that a ton. Absolutely, right? you, you feel like you you make up for you do it a little bit with the okay. What's a game that the games that you should win versus the games that maybe you're probably going to lose? Feel like you should have won that game in Minnesota. Oh my goodness! That, like that—that's why. At least is. they're looking better, right? But, yeah, right. You feel like you should have won that game in Minnesota, but. Now you've made up for it by beating Purdue, probably a team that you wouldn't have chalked up if you were saying, "Where, who are the 11? What are the 11 games? You've made that up now. Now you're back on track. Right. You're 3-2, you're, you're and two, 15 to go, but you've got back-to-back road games now off of a big, big win. You had an emotional loss over the weekend, big emotional midweek win. Can you go to Iowa on Friday mm-hmm. and go get a win? Yeah. And then you go to Rutgers midweek next week. Yep. Yeah, two road trips in a row after this, and like Fred was talking about in your sports cast, a short turnaround. Go to Iowa, go to Rutgers, then Northwestern in Lincoln, then Ohio State in Lincoln, then at Maryland before you get a rematch with Wisconsin, who gave Nebraska its last loss, um, and Pinnacle Bank Arena for that game. It, after after this happened, here's what happens with Nebraska sports, okay? And you guys all know this. You don't need me need, need me informing but when this community of fans gets it, it sees a team show some real fight mm-hmm. and some real and and put themselves in position to have some real success they will they ch- they get into beast mode yes this fan base does yes. and we've seen it obviously with volleyball we've seen it with women's basketball Right, we've seen it with baseball. We're probably about to see it with softball. I, they're adding seating out there. You know, we're like right. they, like they are setting up for the community to sniff some of that. To your point, there, if, if if this you know that Wisconsin game comes on a Thursday night, February first, and I guess I mean for that matter, you've got the Ohio State game on on a Tuesday night coming up a week before that on the twenty third or two weeks before that. That place is gonna. That place is going to start to be, Caleb, it's going to start to feel like 2014 in there. Just yeah. in terms of, of, of the app. I'm not trying to compare the results of the season or anything like that. But I think if you've been around long enough and you remember how that season got going. And, and it really started in about February of that year when things got really crazy. But it, that place was different. Pinnacle Bank Arena was different when they've been, when people come in saying, hey, We've got a shot here, not just to win this game tonight and pull off an upset, which they've done at times, but to have this contribute to being 
a special season in a program that, let's face it, has had very, 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 very few special seasons. Um, it's gonna. If you thought it was crazy there last night in the snowstorm without the students here, Caleb, mm-hmm. it's going to be turned up a lot for for opposing yeah. teams. And the cool thing is, this team. I mean, I think every every team probably feeds a lot off of the home field crowd. I think this team does especially. I can yeah. think of about four guys that it feels like that puts them at another level in itself. Casey. Obviously, Casey. Yeah, you should just say Casey. Obvious, off the go, obviously, off Casey. The I think that's the case with Gary too. I think it's the case with Alec too. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys in in particular. It helps everybody, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's exciting, and it yeah. feels so so good for this fan base to just have that moment. I said I said this earlier. My my son came back after the game. Born in two thousand four, so nineteen years old. He's like, Dad, I think that's my. I think that's the the best sporting event, my best sporting event of experience in my life. And I was like, at first I was like, well, recency bias. But then, you know, as as a primarily Nebraska fan, uh, a Nebraska athletics fan, not huge pro uh, uh, alliances that he's got. I guess what else would it be, right? He was ten years old on No Sit Sunday, yeah. so uh, so I don't know that he was. He was quite dialed in like that, and, and he would he would have been, been a decade of not much. There's been a decade of really not much for him from well, age ten to nineteen. And if you look at football stuff, I guess you you had he was too young for the Alex Henry Colorado kick. He says he, he I think he probably would say when the 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 hail mary, which he you know he, again he was pretty young for right. But even then, you you look at what what are the like the season implications, the right. program implications of. Right. Of that, it's like, oh, that's a big. You got to walk off these. These are yeah. some of the moments, but when there's something of this magnitude in front of you, right. honestly, second place was probably beating Iowa last year with Mickey Joseph coaching for him. Yeah, I, that's I can, where we're at. I that's, can see that's that. That's where we're at. So you can see why, you know, why a why a gen. And I'm glad because you want, you know, you you selfishly want to want to keep the generations that are that are. Uh, a younger involved and give him a little payoff, a little payback occasionally from their investment. Mm-hmm. And it, and I know I know a lot of people had that. Well, last here's night. this Treadwood Park Anita texts in. I'm a 50 year old woman, and I also agree. It was one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. So thrilled that I got in my pickup truck, went and used my friend's tickets. She's crying that she didn't go. <laughs> uh yeah. I here's the problem, Caleb. So I last year. You know, it it became a thing, whether it was true or not, it became a thing, in part thanks to you, uh, that <laughs> I my presence hindered Nebraska's ability to win. The Stay Away Jack movement. The Stay Away Jack, which Caleb made a viral video about. Okay? And then, you know, ha, 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 fun, fun, fun. I go to some games this year, and I've seen them. Uh, they've won every game I've been to. I've been to a lot, quite a few games this year. The only loss they had was, was Creighton. I saw him beat Indiana and Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. I've been there for a lot of wins. Yet last night, I go, I go and use the tickets that I already had to Les Mis with my wife, and I'm not there. And I have got people, <laughs> Caleb, sending me tickets or offering me tickets to other musical theater events <laughs> in the region that coincide with Nebraska basketball. People are like, hey, Friday night, you want to go to Mamma Mia at the Orpheum in Omaha? I got tickets. Like no, I don't want to. I want to. And, and, by, and by the way, that's an away game. <laughs> they, they they just don't want. Maybe you, it was. They maybe don't want it was you a, consuming maybe it runs it through a whole game. They, the people. I'm afraid 
They're going to start trying to keep me out of that. Bill. Even the official Nebraska basketball account is uh, is is saying things that I think people. I don't know that I'm going to be able to go to a game again this year. Well, someone that that official account, the Nebraska men's basketball account, said someone locked the doors to the lead center until March. <laughs> they they wanted you just there. Will is there? Somebody ask Bill Stefan or ask Lauren. Is there like a cot in there? Situation. I mean, that might be good. Just lock me. I can live at the lead center. It's like that movie where Tom Hanks lived at the airport terminal <laughs> for like a month. Oh my god! I'll go to the lead center. Let you know. It, some nights it might be a little loud when I'm trying to go to bed early. Right? Wait, you're going to become the real life phantom. <laughs> <laughs> he he just lives here. <laughs> this would be a great. This would be a great if if the lead center is willing to let me. They've got to have extra room, like dressing rooms you can sleep in that probably have showers and stuff. I think it'd be very easy for me to probably oh, live at the lead center from, you know, it's just a mere two months away from my family mm-hmm. at this point. And think of the entertainment. Every night, instead of watching TV or turning on Netflix or almost every night, I've got some of the, of the world's finest entertainment right there at my fingertips. Here's my question for you on for, on the court. As you went through that rewatch, what what one player needs to have stuff go their way for this team to be successful? Like like uh, did anything stand out last night? I, again, I think I think Bryce Williams is is, is got to be mm-hmm. yeah. I think he's got to be an offensive factor for this offense to really work mm-hmm. right. And on the on the offensive end, and I guess the problems when they lost were were a lot defensive. Too so that's that's probably another discussion. You know what I think itself, helps the but... offense the most? Weirdly, Rink Mast initiating the offense. Mm. Do you know how many times he got the ball on a rebound and there were other guards? He just waved him down court. Yeah, he was just point forwarding the whole thing that Nikola Jokic style, mm-hmm. where he was going to bring it up. He wasn't going to take someone off the dribble uh, like to to begin the offense. He just brought it up and begin that that little handoff weave stuff that they would do. Go set a screen, and then he would they'd they'd get some mismatches here and there. And that's when Bryce Williams took advantage of some stuff. You saw Wilcher get some mismatches. Casey uh, just find a little bit of a sliver. But I, for looking at what were the things the team needed coming into this year, you're like need a point guard, need a big point guard. Losing Sam Greasel that really hurts. Rank mass initiating the offense helps for a lot that they did last night. And then the other thing I'd say on the defensive end isn't even as much defense as it is rebounding. It's just don't it's whether it's whether it's Rank or Alec or Gary or any of the other guys or or Bryce Williams, it is don't don't let other offenses they're gonna get their threes, right? They're gonna score, they're gonna do those things. Don't let them get multiple chance after multiple chance, mm-hmm. which is what happened with Wisconsin too. Um, and has happened when they've had problematic stretches in some other games. That's what it's been as well. So those are probably the two things, I think. More they, more options on offense. Make defenses concerned about Bryce, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off the other guys and, and changes the offense completely. And, you know, play good defense, but even more important, just don't be giving up offensive rebounds and let your your big guys be be a problem in there like they were. They yeah. were, even though they weren't the biggest Be annoying. Guy. That, yeah. that, that's what what you've got to have. Nebraska only had four less rebounds in the game than Purdue. Okay, and, and Purdue oh, they got out rebounded though too. That's still crazy. I, I know it, it, it's <laughs> wild, but those those second chance points, Purdue got eleven. Nebraska got seven. It's yeah. not like that. That wasn't something that Purdue was making up a whole lot of ground with. 
Yep. Um, anyway, uh, great night, and we'll continue to have the games, including Friday night. That's a late one on Friday night, isn't it? That's uh, what eight thirty. Eight thirty. Tip eight thirty. What? A, it's a weekend. That's fine. It's, hey. We're going to be snowed in again, I'm sure. Anyway, so yeah. light a fire, get some hot cocoa, whatever you need. Don't forget your afternoon nap. Right. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that today. I promise you that. <laughs> Save fifty six. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Okay, tomorrow on the show, like I told you, the Nebraska basketball ticket is going to become a hotter and hotter ticket very quickly here. Yes, it is. It, I mean, it already was, was kind of, it's going to go exponentially up in value. So we're going to give some away tomorrow on the show. 710, Ticket Thursday. We've got tickets for Nebraska Northwestern. That game is... Saturday the 20th, and it is a one fifteen afternoon Ooh, tip. Not, that's going to be a full house. I, no, like, nobody, I like those. Nobody has to worry about getting home and catching the 10 o'clock local news. By the way, speaking about no one has to worry about getting... Nobody did that beat traffic rush out of the arena well, last good. night. They sh- they I was good. so happy for that. It's very good. So uh, we got that tomorrow at 710. Uh, tomorrow, Girl Lincoln is going to join us. And we got uh, Greg Sharp, who uh, is going to be off the next couple of weeks. So we've got filling in, not really filling in, but taking a spot, Dr. Yeah. Ken Dewey for his <laughs> monthly visit. And he's going to tell us about this complete uh, garbage weather that's coming in for the next few days. as well. Hopefully it'll all have changed by then and it's going to be 63 but I don't think that's yeah. going to happen so Dr. Dewey will get us weather get us ready for the system that's going to be coming in on Thursday uh, what snowfall totals are looking like and then he'll tell us like is the Arctic stretch really going to last <laughs> all like for months weeks right. days what are we talking about with this whole thing so hey thanks for joining us today we will see you tomorrow it is 9 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln